Do you wanna play a game? Do you like scary movies? Do you wanna eat some brains? Is your chainsaw arm groovy? How bloodthirsty could a talking plant be? Eat your liver with some fava beans and a nice Chianti. Come play with us forever, cause down here we all float. I never drink wine, so you're gonna need a bigger boat. Or a throat to choke, whether you're in the prim or dairy. Got red rum where your blood from, put your dead son in the cemetery. It's him or carry, be very afraid. You'll be our number one fan and get carried away. All working, no play, you know it always means you're in trouble, son. I came to chew gum and kick ass and I'm all out of bubble gum. What if Quint killed Jaws' his father? What if the Bob's body was marijuana? What if the leprechaun got a job as a bank guard? What if the Wolfman had a cowbell instead of Every Nars? scary movie made since Oscar Wilde was writing letters Had canon to watch them all and tell you how to make them better So put your earbuds in and forget what you're planning It's time to take our heads and shoot them out of a cannon 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 of a cannon. Shoot him out of a cannon. Shoot him out of a cannon. Shoot him out of a cannon. Head cannon. Welcome to Head Cannon. Tonight we have a very special guest. Uh, brilliant comedian, actress. Uh, I, I know you. I worked with you in a sketch group here in the Chicagoland area. Clown car. And just all around fantastic person. Megan Pelissier. I hope I pronounced your last name correctly. How are you? you? I think you said it right last time too. So you're a pro. Okay, good. I'll always get it right and I'll always be insecure about it. So (laughs) as everybody in my life. (laughs) Right. So how are you doing? Good. You know, just living that life, Mm -hmm. trying to get back in the swing of things now that COVID's kind of calmed down a tiny bit, you know? Yeah. I actually went to my first show the other day. My friend is a part of the uh, Chicago Gay Man's Chorus, and they did a drag show. And it was my first show, and I was freaking out internally. It was one of those moments where I was like, ah, ah, oh, my God, on the inside. But on the outside, I was like, oh, my God, hey, what's up, society? How you doing? You look great. But it was um, it was very comforting. Everyone you know, showed their vaccine cards, Mm -hmm. everyone had their masks, and then, like, it was nice. It was a good vibe, and I felt better about life. I was like, okay, we're on the right track, guys. I want to do that. I want to go somewhere where I I can actually flash my card. Yeah, (laughs) you have to flash them a lot, even though they, like, lifted... Today was like even the the mass mandate was lifted for schools. It was like optional for the students, and but surprisingly, there's like a lot of places, restaurants mostly, but there's a lot of places that are still like, show me your card, and I'm like, okay, it's like it's like when you turn 21 and they're just like, show me your ID, and you're just like, bam, baby, right? But yeah, yeah, that's the new 21. It is. <laughs> it's forever 21. <laughs> Oh, Love yeah. It. Well, probably. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, now, and how are you doing, Brent? What have you been up to today? I got this weekend, I went to Kroger and I got a water pick. <laughs> you got what? I got a water pick. What is like a, like a, is that like a guitar pick that's made out of water? <laughs> or, no, that would okay, be that's, crazy. That's, that's a good guess. My guess is like a, like a piece of hardware you use to dig in your backyard to try and find water. That's my guess. 
That sounds way more accurate. <laughs> who's who's we, right? We, who's we right, Brent? Don't live on a farm. <laughs> um, a water pick. You know, like when you have to floss, you use a piece of like you use floss, you dental the floss. You know, you yeah. heard of this? <laughs> this is like a contraption that jets water into your teeth. Yes. Wait, oh. have you tried it? I did for the first time last night. It was you amazing. Love it. I've seen I them, and it. I want to get one so bad. Because <laughs> I hate. I don't floss. I I don't think you're. It's I don't a think terrible you habit. Anyway, nobody needs. But to this go. was good. It lasts for about fifth mine. Lasts for about fifteen seconds. With but you can just like quickly like take the cartridge out, put it under the water, put it back in. Nice. And continue on. And it just shoots water between your teeth. Shoots water between yeah. your teeth. I messed it up the first time because. Like on the side, on the box, on the box is this beautiful woman smiling, <laughs> holding this like plastic micro penis that's spraying her in the fit into the teeth. And I'm like, I'm like that lady. I'm going to do that. And I'm just like, uh, and I sprayed it and it just went and it blasted everywhere. I love that. It's like an, it's like a crazy person was to put it in your mouth and make like a little hole a gap in your lips so that it can just dribble out like like you're a sedated <laughs> mental patient it just kind of dribbles right out right i see, love that but it feels great afterwards see, like you feel see, good. I, I think i've seen the videos where they get like eight to ten of those picks all at the same time like all shooting at once you know <laughs> i yeah. love that i'm gonna go buy one now do it after <laughs> this i'm going to go get one Wait, so Megan, though, I, this this may be an exclusive scoop. You you don't believe that flossing, you, you stand in defiance of the American <laughs> Dental Association uh, and their recommendation on, I want to hear more about your flossing philosophy. Okay, so it's, okay, because people are now going to listen and be like, yo, her teeth must be rank, <laughs> but that's not true. Not, they, look, they, look, just, they look great from here. I know, right? Like, you know, um, I had a really bad experience at the dentist when I was a kid and they flossed like my gums so awfully that like I was bleeding well after the appointment was done and yeah. I was just like ah, I'm never flossing again and to this day I mean I've gone I think I had like three two or three cavities my whole life so I brushed these babies like I'm pretty <laughs> great with my you know dental oh. hygiene but I, I still get nervous to floss. And when I saw the water thing, I was like, maybe. Hmm, that <laughs> it feels be. like you just flossed. You know, but like, and every time without failure, when I go to my dentist, he's always like, still not flossing, huh? And I'm like, oh, I'll do it. I'll try. I can't make promises, but like, I'll try. And I told, I told her one time, I was like, yeah, when I was like five, this dentist went to town on my gums and I was like, I'm not doing this. I don't want to taste blood for hours after an appointment. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, this, so and that, it's like important, <laughs> but I'm not a huge fan of it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, so not quite in defiance of the, of the ADA. Yeah, no, they know what they're doing, I guess. Like whatever. <laughs> well, that, I, I have a, uh, because and a lot of like teeth related stuff, a lot of it's genetic. I mean, you can take care of them and do stuff, mm -hmm. but there's also like the genetic factor, right? So, yeah. I've always been fortunate that I like I have good teeth genetically, right? And he has the best teeth. And then, <laughs> he like bites down; they all like line up, uh, like like it's like I, it was, 
Like it was made by an engineer. That's perfect. I love people with good teeth. Let me tell you something. <laughs> I applaud people who have like perfect teeth. I thought I had perfect teeth. And then I found this one little fucking tooth was like just slightly off. And I was like, no, I was so upset about it. Well, I, I, I like, I like, I don't know. There are people where like that looks good sometimes. I, I think a lot of the I time. Agree. Where you, That's what I'm saying. I, I like uh, the singer Jewel. Or I'm trying to think of other examples, but that I don't know why, like that little, that slight quote unquote imperfection. I like yeah. a lot of times I'm like, I, I like, I dig that, you know? Yeah. But, I mean, or just like one tooth missing in the front. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, or you know? Yeah. Or, you know, like it's totally fine. Also, like my boyfriend, whom I love very much unconditionally, yeah. he actually chipped his like very front tooth when he was younger. So he actually is, uh, a fake tooth mm-hmm. like they, they like drilled in and implanted and it's cool. actually funny he went to the chiropractor one day and they did like a scan of him and they called me because they couldn't get a hold of him and they were just like hey so there's like this really bright light coming from ben's mouth on his x-ray and we don't know what it is and i was like is it in his mouth and they were like yeah i was like it's his fake tooth don't worry about it and they were like <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I was like, don't worry about it, guys. It's just, you know. You know, on, on the doctor's, on the chiropractor's notepad, he crosses out tooth cancer. Tooth cancer. <laughs> <laughs> I think they were, like, legitimately scared that their equipment was, like, wrong on no. some level or that he had some kind of thing and they caught it. And I was like, no, it's just a big tooth, guys. Relax. Right. <laughs> yeah. Have you? Are you guys familiar with Tom Cruise's teeth thing? I yeah. am. You, if you're not, I'm going to tell you this. And you will never be able to unsee it. After this podcast, I'm, t- I'm telling oh, no. you, after I tell you this, you're going to go Google pictures and you're going to be like, son of a bitch. How have, I, <laughs> how have I never noticed that? So Tom Cruise, his top teeth are shifted ever so slightly so that, you know, like a line of symmetry down the middle of your face, it would go, yeah. it would go between your front two teeth. Yeah, his are shifted ever so slightly so that one of his front teeth is right in the middle of that line of symmetry and and the other one is off to the side that's wild yeah no i'm i'm definitely gonna have to google this because i'm about to start a um uh, uh, a marathon, I guess, if you will, of the, all the Mission Impossible movies because I've actually never seen them before. There, I, can, I know. I just sure. want to say that it's hard to like. I some of them are better than other ones, but but that that franchise has maintained like all of those movies are like consistently at least pretty decent. For, you know. And that's, so Ben and his brother are both movie buffs, yeah. and you should actually. His brother is super into horror things, so you should. Pro- I'll give you his info for okay. this podcast. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Facebook but because <laughs> he knows way more than I do, but mm-hmm. he, um, they were telling me about Mission Impossible, and I was like, I've never seen those movies. And they both like slow. It was one of those moments where they slow turned <laughs> disappointment at me. Like what? Like the look I give people when they tell me they know nothing about Harry Potter or Lord of the Rings, and I'm right. just like, how dare you? That's how they looked at me. And I was just like, I'm sorry. So now we're gonna like start it next weekend, I think. Nice. And now I'm gonna I'm gonna sit so close to the TV and watch for 
Tom Cruise's teeth. I'm just going to be like, I don't care what this movie's about. I need to see the teeth. <laughs> I bet they, I bet they never show it. They probably like CGI it perfectly. Right. It's like Morgan line. Freeman's hand. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know about Morgan Freeman's hand? No, I just know he wears his gloves. He has a weird hand. Um, what does that mean? What's a weird hand? I don't know. I've never seen it, but it's weird. <laughs> no one's ever seen it. What? Maybe he doesn't have a weird yeah. hand. Maybe his, his fingers are shifted over. His fingers are shifted over one space. Right. And I think it's not even real. His hands are probably fine, and his publicity manager was just like, "Let's start this rumor." Right. So everyone will everyone will talk about it. Mm-hmm. But then, well, what I, what I started to say earlier is. And I, like I brush my teeth religiously, you know. But the one thing is, I never developed the habit for flossing. Right? That's my mm-hmm. that's my one. I just never did it. So about a year, a year and a half ago, and that was the, and my wife will get mad at me because she, like, she's sure you know her 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 teeth are fine, but she will both go to the dentist and like she brushes, flosses, does the whole thing, and we'll both go and, and come out and and she's like, so how was it? And or I'll ask her, and she'll be like, "God, I gotta get another fucking root canal. How how was yours?" And I'll be like, "Oh, totally fine, no cavities." And she's always like, "Fuck you, I hate you." Uh, yeah. But, but so I went to the dentist about a year, year and a half ago, and they always say like, you know, looks good, but you need to start flossing. You're gonna give yourself gum disease, right? It's gonna be like it's a problem. Mm-hmm. So I went to get like a basic cleaning and checkup and all that about a year and a half ago, and this. She was fine, but there was this, like, old, like, kind of grizzled lady, and she was, like, the whole time she was cleaning, she was like, oh, this, your teeth would be so great if you would just floss. You really got to floss. I can't believe you don't floss. You were gifted with teeth like these, and you don't take care of them. You don't floss. And at the end, she, like, put all kinds of, like, different kinds of flosses in a bag, and she was like, you got to floss. And, like, and and from, I don't know why, but it fucking worked, because after that, I was like, fuck this lady. I'm going to floss the shit out of my teeth. And so, like, there's a joke in the household where now, every night, I, like, rage floss thinking of this lady. And I'm like, fuck you. I'm going to fucking, I'm going to floss the shit out of my teeth. So, I've developed a habit over the last year and a half. I floss, like, every night now because of this old, you know, dental assistant, this dental tech, just, like, harping me about it on one visit. And I was like, okay, you know what? Perfect. We're going to fuck, we're going to do it, you know? You know what? This is just a PSA then for everyone who doesn't have the good habit of flossing. Go see this grungy lady <laughs> that Corey saw and she will change your life. Yeah. That's all. that's what I got from all of that. Well, 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 Corey's long murdered her. Yeah, she's dead. She's dead. <laughs> I strangled her with pink and blue floss. Yeah. Oh my I, gosh. And, and I spun, I wove her hair into floss. And that's what I use <laughs> to floss my teeth is her hair. Yeah. <laughs> But it's, and then, and then like the terror, you hate when like somebody tells you something and then they're proven right. And they're, you know, and so now every time I go to the dentist, they like check my gums. They're like, oh, much better. Oh, the, and I'm like, fuck. fuck like, damn you. it. <laughs> Flossing well, does work. Yeah. <laughs> damn it. At any point, do they just say like, you're perfect? Like who? Like they keep saying you much better, much better. But does anyone ever go in there and they're just like, you can, I- you, you can go. Yeah, no, I don't think that exists. That's not how it works. I have a feeling that someone like Kim Kardashian is going to be like, my teeth are perfect and my gums are perfect. And it's like, no, they're not. But yeah. you got plaque. Everybody's got some plaque. <laughs> we know you got that yeah. Kardashian plaque in there. Also, I don't know if you heard a bark. My apologies. My puppy's in the other room and doesn't like when I'm not with him. Mm, okay. So, I mean, 
my boyfriend's with him, but he's like, Mom, you just got home, and now you're abandoning me. And I'm like, relax. So <laughs> if you hear barks, my apologies. Oh, that's fine. I know, I know Brent's got a new puppy, and my dog... My dog has no chill. Well, here's the thing. My, my, my dog won't bark like the mailman. People can come up on our front porch and mm-hmm. like leave boxes and like do whatever, like take a dump. Like it doesn't matter. They can do whatever. <laughs> and like the dog, you will get no response. But I or my wife or my kids will walk in the back door and he'll run in there and like look at you and go bah, 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 and like bark. At, and I'm like, you're. I you you know that you're looking at me. What like who are are you alerting me that I'm home? I know it's yeah. me. You know. Yeah. So he just needs you to know. He's like, Dad, it's you. Yeah. I need you to know that you're in the house. You're, you're sitting in front of me. You're right. Guess what? You're home. It's like, I, <laughs> thank you, thank you, Moose. No, my dog barks out of uh, a lack of attention. Okay. If you just don't pay attention to him, he's like, I'm cute pay attention to me yeah. <laughs> and like i'm like i'm busy i can't right now <laughs> like we're just he's he's a cute little pup <laughs> right okay. yeah. yeah you ever go to a friend's house and like the dog seems to not have any like object permeance <laughs> like you leave the room and you come back and you're just a brand new person that's in yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah you know, or you know oh man i've and i like i like dogs i'm a dog person like i'm totally chill with dogs but i'm always I don't know. Did you ever go to somebody's house who like has a big dog and, and you go over there and like either I've had it to where like I, 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 before I even get out of my car, their dog is like up putting its muddy paws and like scratching on the car. And then, and then you go inside and the dog's nose is like, it's just like repeatedly teabagging itself, like running into your crotch <laughs> and like jumping up on you and scratching you. And, and, and the person's like, Oh, it's friendly. It's fine. And it's like, look, I like dogs, but like, Get your fucking dog out of my nuts, man. Like, yeah. Get your dog no, out of my it's, toad. It's a thing. I, I need people to train their dogs to not just invade people's spaces. Because that's... Corey, you, you just know, never know. Corey, you don't know what teabagging is, I just realized. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, do I not? Is the dog not teabagging itself? It's putting its balls on its face? No, my... <laughs> No, it's running. Wait, I, it's running its face into my balls, right? It's, no. Wait, what is teabagging then? What am I misunderstanding? If you put your balls on the dog's head, right, you teabag the dog. Right. Yeah. So, but but here's the thing: I'm standing still, and it's doing the motion. So it's it's teabagging itself with my balls. I don't. Hmm. Maybe it's a backwards Reagan? teabagging. A reverse. <laughs> A reverse tea bag. A reverse tea bagging. <laughs> okay, maybe there's another. Maybe there's a. Yeah, it's like a, a cowgirl. A cowgirl tea bag. Is that... <laughs> reverse cowgirl, maybe. Sure. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Alright. So anyway, Megan. <laughs> last time we talked to you, we talked about yep. uh, Cabin in the Woods, which is one of my favorite movies. I love that movie. I do love that movie. Yeah. It's yeah. a. It's simultaneously a great horror movie and a great meta critique of the horror genre. It's it's quite good, that yes. Cabin in the Woods. Um, yeah. It took a lot to get me to watch it because, again, I am not the perfect candidate to watch horror movies with as I am a giant <laughs> baby. Right. But uh, I was convinced that it was a comedy mm-hmm. and I was like, okay and it was like it took me i was like watching it like 
but then I like got the jokes and I was like, oh, this is fun. This is a good <laughs> well, and the fun thing about this podcast is that there are even for people like you who aren't a fan of horror, there are plenty of options like Cabin in the Woods mm-hmm. or or like the subject of this episode, 2004 Shaun of the Dead, which are which are either a little more comedy or it's not just not straight horror, you know? Yeah. I think I, for me to get through a horror movie, I need there to be comedic reliefs. Like I need, I need it. Otherwise I'm wetting my pants and I'm five years old and I can't, I need my mommy and sucking my thumb. Like it's just awful. Just that sustained tension. It really is. I mean, I will say there are some classic like scream. Love that movie. Mm. Michael Myers movies, even the horrible, like, I, like, I mean, I love it, but, like, when that, my whole, like, Michael, like, 3.0 or whatever it was, like, I think that movie's hilarious, <laughs> but uh, it's awful, but, like, it's hilarious, and, like, you know, classic things, like, I can, I love all the, like, monster movies, mm-hmm. like, classic monster movies, love them, but if you come at me with some It or Texas Chainsaw Massacre, I'm a, nope. Bye. I'll catch you on the flip side. Right. No, thank you. <laughs> nope. Especially it. Anything with the clown, you can come right. You can go right past me, and I'll I'll see you later. Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. Never. You have you ever seen Killer Clowns from Outer Space? No. I just no. said if there's a clown involved, Corey, you can walk right past right, okay. me. No. It's just oh, bye. Right. Okay, I got you. Did you see the new Scream? Scream, the fifth one? I have not yet. Uh, and there's a reason. I can't remember why we haven't watched it. But no, I have not. But we pl- I plan to. Okay. I plan to. Awesome. Well, yeah, I won't say anything to spoil it for you then. Uh, oh, no, please don't. I love it. I just, I can't wait. I'm excited. Scream's one of my favorite, like, um, franchises. It's, it's a really fun one. Yeah. Same here. Yeah, and I think I was at the right age for, like, when the first one came out, I was like, oh, shit, this is, I love this, you know? And then I've always always kept up with the franchise, and, and yeah, I really enjoyed this last one as well, so. Oh, good. That's good to know. I trust your opinion. (laughs) Awesome. Well, this one, so, so, Shaun of the Dead, I I love how it starts out um, with, you know, and this movie's so good, like, Edgar Wright's uh, sensibilities and his style, like, the way he, like, cuts, he'll use the camera to tell a joke. You know, like, yes. and especially in this first scene, they're like, it's it's the main character, Sean, and his girlfriend, Liz, and they're talking about their relationship and how it's getting stale, and they're always in the Winchester every night, you know, and then she says something about his best friend, Ed, and then she's like, no offense, Ed, and the camera cuts over, and Ed's sitting right next to them, you know, yeah. and, then, and then the great thing is they get you with that joke again, because she says something about his opinions of her friends, David and Di, and then, you know, she's like, or he's like, no offense, David and I. And the camera cuts over, and they're sitting on the other side, you know, sitting next to Liz. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, that was great. It, it's such a great. I feel like it sets the tone for the rest of the movie, yeah. and it's just, it's like just what you're like the kind of comedy what, of what to expect, and it's just to me, it's one of my favorite openings in a movie. Just that conversation is like, it's such a serious one because it's like our relationship it's not the greatest and we need to do something to fix it and then it's just like friends friends and then like oh the bar and then and then i love one thing that i love because they carry it on through the the upcoming scenes is his like his stare off into like 
his own thoughts. Mm-hmm. It's like to me, I'm like, oh, you know something's about to happen. You know, your 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 mind is not even here right now. Like you're you're foreseeing some shit right now. And I just I because you see that look like five more times, and I'm like, yeah, see, you knew, right. you knew. <laughs> Well, this, I think I've talked about this before, but this movie reminded me, like, I think this is one of the movies I thought of when, you know, in late 2019, when COVID started to hit and you would see like news stories or you'd hear like little blurbs on the radio talking about this new virus in, in China. And, and, you know, part of you is like, well, this will probably be like SARS or anything before it where like some people will be affected, but like my life won't really be affected. And I like, I remember specifically thinking like hearing about it on the radio and being like wouldn't it be weird if i'm just hearing about this now going about my day-to-day life and then this somehow impacted me you know and, and little did i know that, like, that the, little did everybody know our yeah. lives would change forever Here, weeks later my wife and i scrubbing down our groceries right, <laughs> right. it's so crazy yeah but so you get that and especially when the shit really does hit the fan, I like how slow he is to realize it, you know, cause he wakes up and he's like kind of groggy and he like stumbles to the store to get his morning drink and there are like zombies all around him and he, yeah. like, he slips in the blood in that store, but he like, he... Oh my God, <laughs> with the bloody hand. Oh my, yeah. I, when I first saw this movie, I nearly peed my pants the first time I watched it when he slipped on the blood. I was like, Oh, oh. <laughs> It was so funny. But what I love what I love about that walk to the to the store mm-hmm. is it's mere it's it happens twice and it's a mirror image of itself and it's just I'm also a sucker for long takes, like one shot takes, you mm-hmm. know, like they're I think they're just super cool. Like that's why I love that movie Birdman so much because it's all one take and it was brilliant. Yeah. But yeah. I love watching him in the first the first time he walks to the store you know everything's normal you know some guy asks him for some change this guy's washing his car he talks to the convenient guy store you know like in the guy in the convenience store and then he walks back and then there's that obnoxious kid who like hits him with the soccer ball and and then when shit hits the fan it's like the same thing just everybody's a zombie and i'm like this is so funny and so cool (laughs) Like, yeah. it's just such a great callback. And that's one thing that I wrote. So I have all these notes, right? Yeah, <laughs> and Prepared. one thing that uh, I love, and uh, my boyfriend and I were talking about this, like, throughout the whole movie, is, the um, like, this director and this writer and creator is just called back everything every single thing that is mentioned in this movie gets a callback and it is one of my favorite things in the entire world like i have written uh oh where's the callback um oh this the first one that pretty much happens like when they're like you've got red on your shirt yeah. Or there's, you know what I mean? And then, like, at first it's a pen. And then there's actual blood. And then, like, there's, like, it's just, and it happens, like, three or four more times. And I'm like, this is so brilliant. Yeah. Like, it's so good. I just, uh, I love this movie. And I will say, because before we started, uh, you know, when we just said hello to each other, I said, I'm not a fan of zombie movies. Mm-hmm. I'm really not. Zombie movies, to me... I just don't get them. 
how are you going to tell me that this sickness makes me a zombie and now I got some strength like the Hulk, even though I'm like a walking dead person, but I can beat your ass. And then it's just like, like, I just don't get like walking dead. Everyone talked about it. And I'm just like, whatever. Like, I can't get into it. The zombies are not my thing. But this movie is like my zombie movie and I will watch it forever and be like, it's the greatest zombie movie ever. Come at me, bro. Like, it's just so good. (laughs) Well, that's well. I want to make another recommendation and this one, it's a little darker. It's not, it's not as light and jokey, but there's a, Mm -hmm. there's a really good, one of my favorite zombie movies. It's also like a British movie, but it's called 28 days later. And, and I don't know if you have, I don't, have you seen that? I haven't seen it, but okay. I, I hear that it's a, a a lot of my friends who are like zombie movies are great. They're like, no, Megan, I think you should watch this one too. I think you'd appreciate it. And like, right. Corey, did you catch the Easter egg to that? Um, Twenty eight days later, I think came before. Yeah, right. Yeah, had to have been when he's in the convenience store. There's like the music playing. Okay, and it's a very similar music to when the characters in the grocery store in Twenty Eight Days Later. Nice. It's like a happy. It's like a very like happy. It's a. It's their version of comic relief in that movie. It's right. like. You know, I like that. That's cool. <laughs> and I also like the buildup in those scenes, like you know, where he's 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 very just like he's droning on like a zombie like. Yeah. There's there's always like something playing in the background, like a news story or some snippets that he's not catching up on, but that, you know, and, and I like that. I like it when movies are doing that as well. Where like the lead character, not so savvy of what's going on, but like us as the viewer get to see like little snippets of, of what's yeah. happening. They do it a bit in, um, there was a movie called army of the dead that we, that we covered like almost a year ago. Uh-huh. And then, um, they made a spinoff of that called, um, oh, what was that called? Where it was about the, 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 um, safe cracker. So this was yeah. a, uh, Army of the Dead was it was a zombie movie on its own, and they, which incorporated a safe cracker to get in. It was a heist movie with a zombie twist. Yeah. So they made a spinoff sequel where which just it's a, it's a prequel to that first one where it's about the safe cracker cracking safes, and then every now and then in the background there's a news story about a possible zombie thing. There are like no zombies in that movie, nice. but it's like <laughs> it's like alluding to it. Yeah. Well, that's what I liked about about Shaun of the Dead too is. So, like, he's sitting on the couch and he's, like, flicking through, which I also love the connection of words that they put when he's, like, flipping through the channels. It's just so good. But you hear, you know, that there's this breakout and people are getting sick. But I don't know if I missed it, but I don't think they ever mention what caused the this outbreak of zombiness. I, I think, think so. they're just... They're just like, because he's flicking so much, and then I don't think they actually mention what the cause is. And I kind of like that, because I'm like, I don't want it to be some stupid, like, virus. Like, I just want someone to just be like, I gave birth to a zombie, and now they're creating more zombies. You know, like, that's like... Well, it's, it's kind of like with superhero movie, you know, you're like, we don't need another origin story. Like, yeah. just, just jump into it. Just get into yeah. it. You know? It was so, yeah. so good. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I think one thing I think you might like about 28 Days Later, if you don't like the weak, like shambling zombies is it's it's called the rage, the rage virus, whatever they get in 28 Days Later. Oh. So that so that movie actually has like fast, scary, like they're not slow and shambling. It's like oh. it's like zombies on fucking like steroids and caffeine and adrenaline 
And like, <laughs> and they're just like the zombies are just going fucking nuts <laughs> in that yeah. movie. So, but it's you know, and talking about Army of the Dead, and and because that was Zack Snyder, who he had done, previously he had done a remake of Dawn of the Dead, George Romero's Dawn of the Dead. And mm. so, and George Romero is kind of like the godfather of zombie movies, right? He did Night of the Living Dead, Dawn of the Dead, and and you can see a lot of like thematic uh, through lines between what Romero was doing, and even in Shaun of the Dead, like kind of critiquing consumerism and like you know just because even in Shaun of the Dead, you see all the workers are like zombies, and people are going about their lives as these like unthinking automatons and then so yeah. uh, there are certain points in the movie where like there's not even that big of a difference in the person before like before they became a zombie and after they became a zombie you know yeah yeah <laughs> but, it's just it's just so funny and i think what's interesting is because maybe i also just don't maybe i don't like zombie movies because i don't like this image of people just eating people i think it just grosses me out to just see someone sucking on some guts i think that's disgusting it's like, like that john mellencamp's sucking on some guts <laughs> i just can't stomach it but i find it hilarious in this movie because it doesn't happen too often yeah. but like you catch those little those little snippets of like um the zombies just like like there's that scene where they're walking by a fence and mm -hmm. then he like peers through the fence and then there's just these zombies going to town on this guy's stomach yeah. and I'm like but it's funny so right. like I'm like it's fine it's, <laughs> like, pretty, no yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like little vignettes yeah, yeah uh, Zombieland not, did that that's another zombie comedy movie oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, but I forgot about. Yeah, they do little vignettes of like just one quick scenes of like a zombie yeah. thing going on. Yeah, yeah. I like I, I I appreciate that because I think I'm more interested in like escaping these zombies than watching them go to town on some guts. In my it for me, like yeah. <laughs> yeah. When I think uh, as I, like I was reading about this movie, I think Roger Ebert basically said the same thing, and that he appreciated that this movie like was trying to find the humor in the characters in their situation, and the zombies were more of a backdrop, rather than focusing yeah. on doing either, like, funny or gross-out gags with the zombies, which which has yeah. obviously been done before, you know? So Yeah. It, you know, that, that was done to perfection in the 80s and early 90s, you know? So... Yeah. And I don't, I don't know about you guys, but, like, Simon Pegg is one of my faves. Yeah. I just, I adore him. So, like... Anything that he says in this movie, I'm like, ha, comedy gold, ha, comedy gold. You're just a brilliant genius. But I don't know. There's something about, you know, obviously him and um, uh, Nick Frost, right? Nick Frost. Uh, their, their duo in any movie, like, because they were together in Paul in, uh, oh, what's that? The uh, World's, World's End. End. Yeah. yeah. Which, fun side fact, I, I ate. Hot Fuzz, I love that movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, I went to Scotland, and coincidentally, our uh, our Airbnb was across the street from World's End, the pub. Oh, so really? I ate there, and it was fantastic. Yes. <laughs> um, it was so cool. And I didn't know, I hadn't seen it at the time, so I was just like, oh, look, here's a cool pub. But my boyfriend was like, do you know what this is? I was like, <laughs> no. <laughs> so he, it was like more of a thing for him, but now... I'm like, oh my god, I went there and it's so cool, guys. <laughs> but um, your friendship in this movie 
I like love and hate it so much because like what's his what's uh, Nick's character's name Ed um, Ed as a human being infuriates me yeah <laughs> <laughs> because I'm like oh you're such a terrible friend but then like he like turns out to be like a really good friend and then I'm just like oh I just like can't stand those people but he they're just their duo friendship companionship just makes me so happy in this movie <laughs> yeah no it's great and they and th and these two guys as well as like a lot of the other castmates like martin freeman is in this bill nighy but they've done a number of movies with uh with this director edgar wright and for any of our listeners if you're not aware this movie is the first in what's considered the cornetto trilogy which is this movie and then uh which is kind of it's it, it corresponds to the red uh, Cornetto ice cream, right? And the red having to do with like the blood and the gore. And then Hot Fuzz corresponds to the, the blue one, right? Because it's a police comedy. And then the third one corresponds to the green Cornetto um, because it's like sci fi alien type movie. So, and, uh, and apparently, so they put lines about Cornetto in all of those movies and kind of, and they're also kind of tied together thematically. You know, there are themes of like yeah. romantic relationships and trouble. Uh, uh, maturing you know into fully maturing into adulthood so yeah main scenes happening in a pub yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. there's yeah. always a pub <laughs> yeah. But yeah if you're so if you're a fan of simon Pegg, uh buckle up for submission impossible because i know i know that told me he's in it and i was like yes <laughs> lots of this character's awesome lots it's of simon like Pegg. The, the, uh, my favorite one is mission i think it's four What's the one where it opens up where he's like in a prison in Russia or something like that? I, I don't recall. Yeah. Oh, he's he, okay. So, so um, the the weird teeth guy is in a prison in Russia at the opening of the movie, and <laughs> his team is breaking him out. And Simon Pegg is like the the computer guy. Right. He can like open doors and stuff. And there's like a whole funny thing where he's trying to get Tom Cruise out, but Tom Cruise is going the opposite way. And it's just like back and forth. It's really funny. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I love him. And then Ving Rhames in those movies as well. Uh, yeah, yeah, those yeah, great movie. Well, and and Simon Pegg is you know he's been because he was in Doctor Who and he's Scotty in the new Star Trek movies and he yeah. was in he yeah. had a role in the. Uh, the force awakens you know the star wars movie yeah. so mm -hmm. really if there's if there's like a nerd franchise that you would ever aspire to be in simon oh, yeah. Pegg has done it you know he's he's like he's like sprinkled so well throughout the movie industry in my opinion because he's got he's so well-rounded but like <laughs> he's always on point because he's he plays the father um in uh oh that show the boys he um he's oh, yeah. uh yeah yeah oh, that's it's, right he's yeah, he's the the kids who who's the, the main character guy. Yeah, Quaid, uh, Quaid, something Quaid. His dad is Simon Pegg, and honestly, that's why I continue to watch the show. But he's not really in it in season two or three or whatever, and I'm just like, oh, that's stupid. But it's still a great show for any listeners. If you haven't watched The Boys, yeah, you should. I, I do enjoy You know, when you when you hire him, when you get him as a as an actor, I mean, you don't just get him as an actor, like. You also get like a brilliant comedy writer. Yeah, wow. you know, that'll boost your movie big time. Which is his, his probably ad libs or just like him 
he probably like comes up and is like to the Star Trek people, like, "Hey, it'd be, it'd be funny if I said this to the, the weird, gross character, the weird, yeah. gross creature that I hang out with." Right, and J.J. Abrams is like, "Yeah, sure, we'll do that." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. What I love also, I just I love the cast so much in this movie because I'm also a huge Martin Freeman fan. I mean, oh yeah, yeah. I don't know if I mentioned this the last time. Huge J.R.R. Tolkien fan, Lord of the Rings, Hobbit, everything. I love it. So the Hobbit to me. This is a whole different conversation. No, it should not have been three movies, but I still appreciate it. But I love Martin Freeman so much. And when he popped up, I completely forgot that he was even in this movie for even the slightest second. Right. But when he pops up in that, like, again, a mirror image of characters when they pass, it's like Simon Pegg's group. Right. And then he meets up with that friend and they're like, oh, right, mate. Okay. Yeah. Catch you later. We're gonna go this way. We're gonna go that way. And they like each pass each other's like opposite in right. the group, and it's just yeah. so funny. But I like watched Martin, and I was just like, "Huh? What? Can we? Can I see more of you? Like, no, this what? is all no, we get. Okay, I'm still happy with it." But what Ben told me, because uh, I've never seen the um, the British version of The Office. I don't know if either of you have, I but he's, he's he's Jim. In, in the British version. Okay. Yeah, and the roommate of the girlfriend, uh, I have her name here, Lucy Davis, she played Diane in the movie. Yeah. So the roommate's friend. She's oh, yeah. Pam. So we had Jim and Pam in, the- in this movie too. <laughs> okay. How crazy. <laughs> I was wondering where I'd seen her from. And that's, you're right. That's what I've seen her. It was that one episode I saw. That's- <laughs> and he, so he showed me a clip of, because I've seen like, the first few episodes of the British office and I love it. So I was like looking this time, like, how do I know this girl? And he's like, let me tell you, babe. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> but I thought that was just like, like this group of people like run together, like randomly. Yeah. It's just so cool. Well, and I guess they've, they've like joked about, uh, especially Simon Pegg and, and the director Edgar Wright have talked about, possible like sequels and sidequels and stuff to this movie and one thing they joked about doing was doing Yvonne of the Dead where it's like the same that that movie from from her perspective yes and then and then you would have the characters meet up and then go on their own way right which yes I I don't I doubt will ever happen but they've talked about it right it would be so fun if they did because I'm not gonna lie I always because they come back at the end they save the day pretty much right, yeah. with the army, and they're like, "We're gonna save you now." And I'm like, "Wait, where did you guys go? Right. Like, how What's did, their story? How did you get here?" Um, Sean till dawn. That was like another one they were thinking oh, about from, doing from from dusk till Sean. Yeah, yeah. From dusk till Sean. Yeah. Well, they, yeah, they talked about doing that as a sequel, and then I guess the director when when they, they were making Spider Man into the Spider Verse. Okay. I guess the director of that movie called Edgar Wright and he was like, hey, in an alternate reality, what's a movie you could have made, but you have, but you didn't actually get to make? And Edgar Wright was like, From Dusk Till Sean as the sequel of Sean and the Dead. So if you look, there's a scene in Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse when they're, I think it's when they're in Times Square, there's a poster for the movie From Dusk Till Sean. <laughs> I love... 
I'm gonna go watch Into the Spider Verse now again, and just for that moment. <laughs> you should, you sh- honestly, you should always be watching Into the Spider Verse. So I love that movie so hard, you guys. But yeah. I'm a terrible yeah. superhero fan. I have not seen the new Spider Man yet. Well, it can, I, you know what? It comes out uh, on digital today, I believe. Oh, so, perfect! Yeah. I'm gonna do that. <laughs> yeah, I can't. I, I can't wait to see it again. So I saw. I saw I, it what's once. that one called? No I Way Home. Yeah, yeah Spider Man. I heard it's phenomenal. It's incredible. Yeah, because I mean, what they what they want to do with that movie, and like, the amount of shit they want to put into that movie, and as high as like as big as the hype was, as as like high as their aspirations are, there's no way they should have landed everything they were trying to do with that movie. There's no reason it all should have worked. That's a good it, thing to it, hear. I feel like it works perfectly. Like they pull they pull it all together. Like beautifully, it's wild. Tom Holland, if you listen to this, you did good, honey. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> oh, but yeah. you know what's funny? Speaking of superheroes, I one thing that I, that grabbed my attention with Shaun of the Dead and superheroes is, you know those I don't know technically what they're called, guys. Let's be real, but you know those shots of when like a superhero is like getting ready and it's like buckle, right? Yeah, glove. <laughs> Like that happens so much in this movie, and I live for and they those have the same buckle, yeah. <laughs> glove, helmet, helmet. Yeah. candy necklace, yeah. yeah. Or, or the and scene... you get those like sharp camera like turns, and it happens so often oh, yeah. in this movie, yeah. and it makes me feel like I'm watching a superhero movie in, in Shaun of yeah. the Dead. I'm like, yes, yeah. Well, and... We're gonna kick some ass. <laughs> well, and it it almost reminds me of like Wes Anderson movies when they're like. When it's like, let's, you know, let's get our tools together, like stapler, protractor, you know, and it's like just shots of the item. But especially that sequence where they're talking about, like, they're coming up with a plan and he's like, all right, go to mom's house, kill, you know, kill this, whatever, yes. Philip, kill Philip, no. drive to Liz's house, you know, and it's just like quick, quick shot of this, quick shot of that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's just. So much That's fun. also such a good moment because every time they go back to kill Phil or take care of Phil, right. it's just like, sorry. It's <laughs> like, yeah. just shorter every time. I'm like, oh, so good. Right. Which I loved. Uh, I think what also makes this movie so well-rounded is there's that genuine moment in the between car? Simon Pegg and, uh, oh, oh, what's Bill his name Nighy. you said earlier? Bill Nighy. Mm-hmm. He, uh, they have that really genuine father-son connection finally that we don't we're not on this journey of like oh they finally got but because of how he constantly is like it's not my dad it's not my dad it's not my dad and then they finally have this real moment i was like that's so special yeah Yeah. and then he dies and you know tries to eat them like 10 seconds later but like it was so good i just loved it and that's another example of how they use that like they get out of the car and and she's like we got to get philip and he's like no that's not my dad and she's like for the and he's like no he was my dad but he's not now he's not even your husband you know and that's just and just like you were saying like there's just no i mean this movie is so like it's so efficient there's no fat and like every single thing is a setup until they start immediately calling everything back. Like, you know, yeah. with, the, with the kid, like he tells the kid when he throws the ball at him, he's like, you're dead, you know, or when yeah. at one point Nick's Frost character tells Pete, oh, cause they're fighting. He's like, next time I see you, you're dead, you know? Yeah. And then he, or the, or the word exacerbate how that keeps coming back. Yes. You know? That's right. What does that mean? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's 
Do you, do you guys think when they write scripts like that, do you think they, that they know like how like charming and cute and also like funny certain words with the accent sound, at least to me? <laughs> I mean, I'm sure because I think one of my favorite, well, okay. I, this was like the first thing that I wrote in my lovely notes here. They, my favorite curse word was used in the first five minutes of this movie, and that is cunt, okay? Mm -hmm. First of all, right. that. And I right. think that, and I, I know for a fact that, like, over in the UK, because I'm, I'm half Scottish, so, like, all of my family is over there, and that word is, it's used like shit here. Like, right. it's just so freely over there, so, like, when it's used in a movie, I'm like, yes! That's just <laughs> how we talk, it's just how it is. But, um... Oh, where was I going with this? I had a huge thought, and then I got distracted with the whole cunt thing. Brent, Brent asked about their accent and if they write the oh, script. Oh, yes. Yeah. And then, um, okay, so then I love that they put in things like uh, when he's like, oh, are there zombies outside, right? Uh, uh, Nick Frost character. And he's like, don't say that. So he's like, don't say that. And he's like, what? And he's like, don't use that word. What word? And he's like, the Z word. Yeah. And I forget that, like, over in the UK, Z is Z. And that, like, it's like A through Z. And that's just how it is. And I'm like, I love those little English touches. And then, like, people here, they're like, that's weird. And I'm like, well, <laughs> not really. It's just how they do it over there. Like, it's, you know, that is what it is. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. What I was thinking was, like, even when when the roommate, when they're like, where's, where's Pete? And they walk over to the staircase, and he's like, Pete? Because the way he says Pete is just, like, so funny and adorable. It is. <laughs> yeah. No, that's great. <laughs> what, and, Such a good time. <laughs> well, I guess, you know, just talking about this, you know, how well this movie's made just from all, you know, pretty much everybody who's anybody. I, I mean, there are bad reviews of this movie, but, there, you know, it's one of anybody. Like, it's Tarantino has said it's one of his favorite movies. Stephen mm -hmm. King raved about this movie and how much he loves this movie. And, and like, the OG of zombie movies himself, George Romero, loved mm -hmm. this movie so much, he called uh, Edgar Wright and Simon Pegg, and he wanted to give them... He gave them both cameos in uh, two of his later movies because he made a bunch of dead movies. That's he right. did... Uh, so in Diary of the Dead and Land of the Dead, uh, Romero, oh, wow. Romero gave them... Uh, in one movie, like... Simon Pegg play. He's like the voice. It's just his voice. He's reading the news, and there's my fucking dog. See, um, <laughs> now you know, you know we're we're there's no chance we're under a threat. I know my wife is home. That's the only thing. <laughs> the only thing that fucking idiot could be barking at right now. Um, but then, but so then in Land of the Dead they cameo as zombies, which I thought was interesting. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I like that. I think it's. I don't know. This movie, like, I, I'm all, I love a good bad review, to be honest. I think bad reviews are silly and fun and can only make you better. But <laughs> I think that with something like this, you have to go into it knowing this isn't going to be your 28 Days Later right. or your crazy zombie movie. It's just, it is what it is. And I think that I, that's what I love about this movie is it gives zero fucks about all the other tropes of zombie movies. And it just is its own thing. And I'm like, good for you, Shaun of the Dead. Isn't there an actual Shun of the Dead? Is that a movie? Is that an actual movie? Like it's like a um, an Amish, an Amish yes. zombie movie. 
So I used to call it. They think their kids come back and they just think they're strung out from Rum Springer. For and they're sure. like, oh. <laughs> but I thought it was Shunga. Jebediah, what have you done? <laughs> and he's like, Mer. Yeah. AMD. Yeah, I read it and then I, I watched the movie and I was like, oh, it's Sean. His name is Sean of the Dead. Got it. Like, it was a very, like, like D Diddy moment for me. <laughs> Well, apparently there, there's like a Spanish Cuban version. I swear to God, this is not this is not a joke. Apparently, they made a Spanish like Cuban movie called Juan of the Dead. Oh my God, that's like that that's a thing. And then there's also like a uh, apparently Singapore's first zombie film. And I'm not gonna pronounce his name correctly. It's H S I E N, but uh, Hasin of the Dead, and it's Singapore's yeah. first zombie movie, which I thought was fun. It was interesting, you know. Itself, are those comedy movies? Are those all, are those zombie comedy movies like I, I, to spin off? I think they're like that that language version of Shaun of the Dead. The, the impression I got was that they're like basically foreign movie remakes of Shaun of the Dead, kind of like a British yeah. U.S. office type thing, right? Yeah, I love it. So, I love it. Yeah, and then also another one of the uh, the references I thought was interesting was Fulci's. The, the restaurant that Simon Pegg keeps forgetting to book. For oh, yeah. Uh, apparently, that's a nod to an Italian director named uh, Lucio Fulci, who I guess is like <laughs> one of the top Italian horror directors. I don't know. We'll have to put one of his movies on our list, Brent. So. Sure. <laughs> fun. <laughs> yeah, see, it's fun that like movies like this, like they have so many Easter eggs like that. And it, it's just like. That's why I could watch this movie again tonight if I wanted to, you know, because it's just that it's so fun. Like I went rewatching it last night. Um, there's that scene where they're walking into the Winchester for uh, some drinks. And this is after um, Simon Pegg's girlfriend breaks up with him and they're like going into the thing. And you see this couple in the corner, hardcore making out by this telephone booth. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then when they leave later, they're making out, but it turns out she's a zombie and is like ripping this guy's head off and yeah. like eating him. And I'm just like, when I saw it last night, I was like, oh, fuck, I didn't even know that last. Like, I just didn't, it wasn't something I paid attention to last time. And it's just those little moments that you're like, oh, that's fun. Oh, I didn't notice that last time. It's just so, it's a good Easter egg movie. I like it. Yeah. yeah. I love that bit too. I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> With the couple. Um, yeah. What is it about? What is it about a cricket bat that just seems so much cooler than like a baseball bat? That's a good call. I I don't know. Yeah, I think. Well, I do know that. I think. I'm pretty sure they're thicker. Like it's a thicker wood yeah. that it's made out of. Sure. But I don't know. Unique. It's just so much more badass. Yeah. And <laughs> it's, it's like more pokey, and then like you have like the blunt side. Yeah. Yeah. Which is cool as a zombie uh, weapon. I thought it was a great choice for a weapon. Also a weapon of choice for Casey Jones from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah. Fan of the cricket bat, yeah. Yeah, that's true. I've been watching a lot of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles lately, just to put it out there. It's fantastic. (laughs) Like the cartoon. So, I don't know, just super side note. There's, you know, have you heard of Pluto TV, the app? Uh, Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So we recently downloaded it, and when we leave the house, I like to leave the TV on for my dog because whatever, I'm bougie. Don't come at me. But we, um, we. And if you have a a clown, you walk right past you. Yeah, no, no, bye. But um, 
we leave on the there's a ninja turtles channel and so we leave that on and it's fantastic it's like all of the like all of the ninja turtles like from 90s to now to in between and it's just fantastic so i've been watching that lately when my kids were watching that as as younger children they were watching like the newer uh, iterations of it and the, the theme song was really weird because you remember like the original theme song yeah. was, like, teenage mutant ninja. and this one was like teenage mutant ninja turtles teenage <laughs> mutant. It, was, it was like like a german like techno band yeah. that created it. <laughs> well, most, i don't know if it's the most recent one but the most looking recent one um it's like a rap it's like yes. a hardcore it's a good like, yeah. it's so good. Welcome now like, to the hardcore ninja team. Yeah. It's like something like that. Yeah, it's cool. I know yeah. that one too. It's yeah. so yeah. good. Well, it's, it's so, good. And I think the newest version is Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, right? I think, I think that's so. the newest one. So the one before that, that ran for, I'm just like looking at it now. How many seasons did it? It had five seasons. Um, so not the current Ninja Turtles, but the previous one. My son was really into that when he was little, so I ended up watching quite a bit of it, and uh, it was good, man. Like they have like ongoing storylines, and ah. and and they wrapped it up in five seasons. That and I don't want to spoil anything, but it's like there are like big character events, like characters die and like things happen, yeah. and it's like and there are like a lot of them like uh, they they reference like there are very adult references and jokes to like movies and like. Uh, you know, it gets meta at times and, and I, yeah, I highly recommend that those five seasons of, of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles are like actually pretty cool, like pretty decent, you know? Pretty great. I love, I, I loved it. It was, it was a good, it was a good time. <laughs> but I have a question for you guys. Cause yeah. I, this left me baffled rewatching this movie last night. Okay. So, right. They're on the trail. They got mom and Phil in the car, now they're going to get the girlfriend, right? Yeah. Okay. To me, I felt like uh, the girlfriend and her roommates were totally fine. <laughs> I think that they would have been fine because no, none of them, they were like high up. They weren't on the first floor. They were a few floors up and nobody saw them. I think they would have... Do you think they needed to leave the house and go through? Like, do you think that they could have posted up there and been fine? I don't think they would have been any worse off. Right? It seems like if there's glass involved, they can break it. But I don't think they can break through a door. Yeah, they they didn't seem to break through a door. And again, they were like, I'm pretty sure the apartment was like on the second or third level of was, that building. Yeah, and I didn't see any zombies climbing and having some super jump powers to like <laughs> get no. some air. Yeah, this isn't this isn't World War Z. This isn't yeah. many days later. Like you're not <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you know, I just felt like rewatching the movie last night, I was like, you put her ass in danger. Come on. You <laughs> she was fine. I kind of, that was like the only thing that I agreed with that uh, character David, the guy uh, who's in love with yeah. the, the girl. That was the only thing I agreed with him in this movie is that they would have been fine, like <laughs> if they just sort of stayed in the flat. Yeah, I'm like, ugh. Yeah, you know what? It, you're you're right. It would have been nice to have something like proving because the like it's a redemption arc for Simon Pegg's character, right? Like he finally, yeah. like he kind of has no. He's like a directionless meandering 
buffoon. But then when shit goes down, like he, it's, you know, he, his metal is tested and he's actually the type of person who will like take charge, make decisions. And like, he's just mm-hmm. never been challenged in that way before. But I think you're right that that kind of, uh, yeah, the fact that he maybe put them, probably put them in danger kind of undoes that a little bit. But he did. He was selfish. Yeah, yeah. It was a selfish movie. He was move. selfish, yeah. <laughs> but you reminded me of uh, a movie we covered recently, which was a great episode with Adam Dix. Anybody listening should go check it out. But Attack the Block, where the aliens are like crawling up the outside. Have you seen Attack the Block, Megan? No. Oh, Nick well, Frost okay. in it. All right, Nick Frost is in it. Nick Frost is okay. He's hilarious in it. And it, I think you would like Attack the Block. Actually, you would like it a lot. It's not super scary. No. It's it. like, it's cool. Yeah. It's cool. And it's yeah. British. It's like John, one of John Boyega's first roles. You would like Attack the Block, I bet. I just wrote it down. I'm yeah. watching it tonight. Yeah. Boom. <laughs> it looks cool. It's color, very colorful. You'd yeah. like it. Oh, I love that. Colors. It's a good, yeah, cool. <laughs> it's a good movie. <laughs> I love that. Oh, man. Well, was there anything else uh, we haven't covered? I mean, there are just so many fun little scenes, like when they're throwing the records, like when they're going through his vinyl collection. <laughs> oh, that's right, yeah. And, like, they have to, you know, he's like, what about Sade? You know, what about, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. To me, I love Sade. So I was like, no, we're not throwing Sade. We're not throwing it. <laughs> well, apparently, apparently she was one of the only musicians to get back to them. And she let them use her album art. She was totally cool with it. And was like, that. yeah. And she was like, yeah, fucking do it. And and, and was totally yeah. on board with it. What's yeah. a record that you would not allow anyone to throw? That's a good question. I mean, I don't really have, I have some vinyl, but it's not, I am not a collector by any means. Yeah. Um, so it, I, cause I thought about it and I don't have too many myself. I'm, I'm basic. You guys, for anyone listening again, don't come at me with my music taste, but, um, one that I, I recently ordered <laughs> was, um, I don't know if anyone's a parks and rec fan, uh, sure. yeah. but, uh, they released, um, the, uh, mouse rat album. So all of the songs <laughs> that mouse rat did on the show, they made like an actual album nice. And I learned about this about a year ago and I pre-ordered it and it was like a whole thing. I had to wait like eight months. It was crazy, but I ordered it and it came in and I can't tell you the joy that it gave me to like own. (laughs) Bye bye little Sebastian. I was like jamming so hard. And I thought to myself, I was like, I would not let anybody touch this album and throw it at some zombies. This is going with me to my grave. Like I was so it's so good. Okay. You know, actually, I have an answer to your question. I thought of it. Oh. Um, it's if I owned the that limited edition. Uh, do you remember when Wu-Tang recorded an album, but they only made one copy of it? And like, and they <laughs> Corey, did... you said Wu-Tang. You said Wu-Tang. I love That's it. You can the day, ladies and gentlemen. They made that one out, and then that fucking douchey pharma bro, like what uh, yeah. Ma- Martin Martin Shkreli bought that album yeah. for like a million dollars or whatever it was. Uh, so anyway, that's my answer. If I had that like one of a kind Wu Tang <laughs> album, I'd be like, eh, maybe don't throw, maybe pick yeah. any other record, you know? Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty great. I think Ben, because he's he uh, is a huge ACDC fan. Okay. He's actually a music guy, so he's got like he he's OCD and categorizes it like it's so it's a thing. But I think if if. I think he he said that he would actually not let anybody throw. He has the clue, like the movie Clue. He has the the it's the vinyl good. for it, nice. and because they came out with like you know the Mister Green, Mister uh, Colonel Mustard, all that stuff, and I think oh, yeah. Mister Green. Life would be a dream. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if I could pick you up. Is this got that song on it? Yeah, I think so. I, I can't remember, but he was just like. I wouldn't let anyone touch that one either. I'm like, yeah, let's save the clue music. It's a great. I like this game. This is a good game. (laughs) Yeah. Nice. Brent, do you have a record that you would not allow to be thrown? I think mine would be the ASMR foot pornography. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Jesus. I expect nothing less. All right. Uh, Now, now take the, uh, Take the magic floss wand and, and and squirt it gently between my toes. Yeah. <laughs> right. Isolating audio clip. Going to bed tonight. <laughs> and it's just the sound of that water squirting, just like. Shh. <laughs> so, just right. fifteen seconds, and then it's me filling it up again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right, I've got a question for you guys. Um, yeah. What, like, so imagine that the zombie, I guess this can kind of be like a headcanon related type thing anyway, alternate parallel universe maybe. So if a zombie attack never happened, what should Sean have done about his life? Specifically, what should he do with his friend Ed, whom he loves, but is also kind of ruining his life? That's the worst. What should Sean have done about Ed? I mean, it worked out because Ed turned into a zombie and he could just chain him up in the backyard. But say that didn't, that plot device didn't happen. What should Sean do about his friend Ed? And this is not what I think would probably happen, but how could he have then changed? How could he have finally turned things around? Yeah. What advice would you give to Sean in that situation? Like what, you know, he's like, bro, what do I do about my buddy? I love the guy, but like he's ruining my life. I feel like there's only one of two ways it could go. If he wanted... I think I would look at Sean, the character, and be like, do you do you really need to keep this bro in your life? Like, is this a bromance that cannot fail? Mm-hmm. And if he was like, yes, Megan, I need, I need him in my life right now. Ed is my man. I would be like, open like a weed dispensary store. Like, do something that like would get his ass off the couch. And he got a few calls about having some weed. Right. So clearly he likes his weed. Or like he plays a video game the whole time, maybe open a video game store and then like make something of it. But I would I would tell him to like if he really needed to keep their friendship, like try to get something that makes him passionate also off the couch and maybe combine a really cool thing. Maybe a, a weed gaming store. Maybe you go into the store to get super high and play Mario Smash Bros, you know, like, or right. something, you know, like something. Right. But me. Mario Smash Bros. Yeah, that one too. <laughs> but um, uh, there's also like the realistic part of me because your girl doesn't do toxic people. Right. I've I've swapped that shit away so fast. I would be like, listen, this was a good time. It was right. a good time. And I think the time has run its course. 
You need to go be a big boy. Go take your mom some goddamn flowers. Tell Phil he's your dad. And then do something great for your girlfriend. What was her name? Liz, right? Is that her name? Liz? Mm -hmm. Go do something nice for Liz. Go make that reservation. Right, yeah. We'll be better off if we make that damn reservation. (laughs) Yeah, I think, think like, sometimes you just got to... I'm sorry. Well, Brent, what were you going to say? Um... I think the problem lies. What's Nick Frost's character's name again? Ed. 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 Yeah. Sorry. I think I think Ed needs to change maybe first. I think that like you should get like a hold of like of maybe like his dentist, and then his dentist tells him like you have tooth cancer. <laughs> you know, as like a, as as like a as, as like a goof. You know. <laughs> and then Ed. Ed then as a scary. You know, everyone's in on it. It's like a, it's kind. It's like a an inter- intervention where. He's like he doesn't know that everyone's in on right. it. It's, it's like a Truman Show intervention. It's a tr- it's a Truman intervention. It's a true man intervention, and and you change his life around. You know, he 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 gets a job to pay for his medical bills. You tell him, tooth cancer is really expensive. Right. You know? Right. And you don't have insurance. Right. But yeah, we'd have to we'd have to move him to Wait, America it's free over first. There. Yeah, that's maybe the, he doesn't give a shit. Maybe he's like, okay, they'll just my tooth cancer. <laughs> Damn it. Boiled by my own game. Yeah. <laughs> I think I've mentioned this before, but it's like a, uh, I saw a cartoon of like a Canadian version of Breaking Bad, right? Have you seen Breaking Bad, Megan? Oh, yes. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yes. So, so the cartoon is like, the, the doctor's like, well, Walter, I'm, I'm sorry, you have cancer. And Walter's like, oh God, I'm going to have to like start oh. selling drugs to support my family and blah, 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 <laughs> you know, all this stuff. And the doctor's like, no, you're fine. It's totally covered. We're in Can- we're in Canada. There's no need for any of that. The end. That's it. That's yeah. the whole. That's the whole show. I love that. But yeah, I think I'm with you. Uh, I like your advice, Megan, because sometimes you just, you just got to cut people off. Sometimes, right? Yeah, you, you have to know, do it. And it's it's not an easy thing. If anyone is listening and actually going through this, trust your girl. Toxic people's need to go. It'll make your life better. But, yeah, I think that, like, but I also love this idea of them owning a weed dispensary while playing video games. That that theory, to me, also makes sense. Yeah, right? Yeah, they could, they could call it, like, Indo and Nintendo or something. Right? Yeah! Like, <laughs> oh, nice. I love that. And in Attack the Block, that character is not that far away from that character. That's, I promise yeah, you. Actually, actually, yeah, Megan. If you, just, you, you just wrote Nick Frost's character in that movie, to be quite honest. Yeah, for real. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I can't wait to watch this movie now. Next week, we're going to be talking about 1999's found footage classic, The Blair Witch Project. So be sure to check that out before next week. And as always, you can follow us on social media. On Facebook at Danger Explosion Presents Head Cannon. On Instagram at Head Cannon Pod. On Twitter at Horror Movie Pod. And you can always follow along with the subreddit r slash horror movie pod. I have a question. Yeah. What did you think of the mom? His mom. Because I, first of all, I love her sep- for separate reasons. She's in another one of my favorite movies of all time called Calendar Girls. It's another British, very lovely movie. Okay. Um, and... She plays kind of the same kind of character, this very, like, buttoned-up, prim and proper kind of woman. But in The Calendar Girls, if anyone has seen it, it's a, if you haven't seen it, it's a great movie. Um, 
and it's about these women in this small town in Yorkshire and uh, they one of their friends husbands dies and to help just raise money for a new like couch in the uh, support room at the hospital they make a nude calendar but all these women are like in their 60s and so (laughs) it's just like is is it like it's like a female version of the full monty almost pretty (laughs) pretty much pretty much except you know it's you know it's about them making a calendar and everyone's like oh promiscuous 60 year olds and it's just super cute oh got helen mirren in it yeah helen mirren's in it it's so it's such a lovely movie (laughs) but uh, the mom um, is in this movie, and you know she plays the same kind of button-up character. So when she dies, spoiler alert, uh, <laughs> I was very sad about it. Like I remember watching it, like no, but she's so cute, and she didn't want to be a bother. Like no. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and you know what? That was a fun take because I feel like in zombie movies and other movies, like similar kind of movies, like the the alien movie does this, right? The alien movies can kind of do this where a person gets bitten or infected with something and they hide it, right? Yeah. You always have that character who's like a sniveling little shit and puts the group in danger because they Mm -hmm. don't... But I like that they put it... But but the mother's motivation is a little bit different. She's not... It's not like a selfish reason. It's because she's so uh, giving and caring. Yeah. she doesn't want to be a burden on anybody. Yeah. So I, I love that twist on that kind of character, you know? Yeah. It was just, you know, I will say the only inconsistency is that she got bit and she took the longest to turn. Whereas, yeah. like, everyone else in the movie, they got bit and, like, two minutes later, it was just like, I'm a zombie. <laughs> but, like, because she's this sweet woman, they're like, mm, let's take our time. But um, I thought that tension of everyone realizing she's been bitten and you know that david right david character is like i'm gonna come in and shoot your mom and he's like it's my mom and then like there's all this tension (laughs) yeah i felt like i felt like really bad in that moment because i'm like fuck would i shoot my mom like what would i do i don't know i mean spoiler alert he ended up shooting his own mom which (laughs) is so hard but um i was it got another thing I love about this movie. It got me to feel. I think this movie gives me so many feels and so many good moments. Like I have the comedy, yes, but that dad moment. Now there's a mom moment, and then there's like the love, and I'm just, and then there there is that friendship moment at the end. Whatever, but you know, um, it's just I thought it was such a cool moment. You know, ruined by blowing her head off, but no big deal. You know. <laughs> Right, got to do what you got to do. You do, and that's. I looked at Ben and I was like, I think I'd shoot my mom. Like if <laughs> if this was the situation, like right. I think I wouldn't have a well, choice. You know what, I, Megan? I know that you would because <laughs> you don't truck with toxic relationships, right? So sure don't. no, you sure don't. Gotta, gotta, gotta blast the head off. <laughs> So speaking of blasting head offs, uh, let's get into the head cannon for this movie. Uh, do do either of you want to go first, or I can go? Megan, Megan, what is? Ah, your... Nobody can see this, but I raised my hand immediately, <laughs> shot right up, shot right up in there, just like the uh, the the what's okay. the class whatever. So watching it last night, I don't know if anyone catches this. I'm sure you do, but at the very beginning, uh, of the credits. <laughs> there's this shot of the zombies doing a dance 
Did you, did you ever catch that? I don't know if I... The zombies are, like, doing this little, like, oh, yes. group dance, like, yes. at the very beginning when the credits yeah. are rolling. And I just thought, what if this was a an amazing musical? Or, like, or like as all this crazy shit's going on, that group of zombies that was dancing is off in, like, some forest, just living their best zombie life, like, just dancing and, like, yeah. have, like, a really good time. And I'm yeah. like, that's... I would watch that. I would watch oh, yeah. a zombie, like get down you know they're growing their own food yeah. yeah like they have their own ecosystem going and then they're just yeah. like mm, yeah groove yeah. it was great i love it yeah absolutely well brent do you have one or you want me to go i have two. Oh yeah please um well, maybe you give one and then i'll give one and then you can give your other one okay let's make it overly complicated yeah let's do that uh, my first one is it's it. I, I reimagined it as it's the half Scottish version, <laughs> and it's starring it's starring Will Smith, <laughs> and, <laughs> and Will Smith is like getting into like physical, you know, like there's no weapons. He's you know he's just like mano a mano, you know, fist to cuffs. He punches a zombie and then he says, "Welcome to Perth." <laughs> <laughs> nice. That sounds like. That I Am Legend movie needs to be. That's like the sequel to I, the yes. I Am Legend. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love that. Welcome to Perth. <laughs> nice. All right, and okay, so I'll go ahead and give mine. Uh, so my mine is kind of like what happens after the movie, right? And I think that Simon Pegg and Liz they settle down, and and uh, you know things things look like they're going good for him, but. He starts falling back into his, like, ennui, you know, of this, like, boring life. He's going back to his job. And he keeps flashing back to that one, like, shining moment where he took charge of things and, uh, you know, and had this, like, real shit to deal with. And he's, like, realizes that he's, like, kind of addicted to this, the violence of it, right? And crushing zombie skulls. And, and from the garage, the cricket bat keeps calling to him, right? And calling to him. And so, like... So then he starts like late at night, like slipping out and putting on a disguise or something. And he, and basically Simon Pegg's character becomes a vigilante going around in the night, like cracking the skulls of criminals with his cricket bat. Um, but then, you know, you start, you, when you, when you stare the abyss in the face, the abyss also stares back at you. So it kind of, so he becomes corrupted and he really like anybody he sees doing anything he disagree with, agrees with. He can see them as like this subhuman zombie. And it's not long before he's just like murdering people, you know, just crushing skulls indiscriminately. And it just, it takes him, he gives into his dark side and he becomes lost. He, it's a, he's a lost soul, you know? Oh my God. I would pay to see that. Yeah. <laughs> right now. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's funny. That kind of also makes me think of the ending when they show all of the zombies working in normal society again, <laughs> like, yes. have, like working at Walmart, you know, <laughs> but like yours is the darker version. So I would, I would, I would see that. Right. Yeah. I think it goes along with that version. Yeah. 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 They, they coexist. Like, <laughs> like you mesh the two. Yeah. Yeah. It's so, like a Van Helsing kind of. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a bit like a dark, a cursed Van Helsing, right? Like, yes. Oh, no. But go ahead. What's your other headcanon, Brett? Yeah, my, my last headcanon is it's the half Ninja Turtles version. <laughs> and instead of Nick Frost, 
it's played by Donatello from the Ninja Turtles. And at, near the end, near the end, like Donatello's been bitten, you know, and he, he stares into his eyes and he goes like, I'm sorry, Sean. Sean <laughs> goes, it's okay. And then he, then he goes, no, Sean, I'm sorry. And then Don, and then Donnie, he makes a fart. He makes a fart, and he makes it so that it says turtle power, just like Peter Frampton and that water pick device in his mouth. <laughs> For like the ultimate callback. I would pay to see that too. <laughs> oh man, that joke, like. I love that joke. I'm sorry. And then he's like, no, for what? Man? No, I'm sorry. <laughs> and then, like, you just yeah. And I love that it happens when uh, Nick Frost's character is, like, dying. Yeah. <laughs> and as with everything else, they call it back at the end, right? Oh, so yeah. good. <laughs> nice. Awesome. Well, Megan, was there any anything you wanted to plug or anything else you wanted to talk about before we, uh, we get going here? <laughs> Excuse me. Uh... Not really. I'm still, you know, uh, I think the last time we spoke, I was working on a one woman show. Yes. Um, that is still in the process as <laughs> theater spaces are just so hard to come by, to be honest. Mm -hmm. Um, but, um, that will eventually happen and I will tell everybody about it. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Let us know. We'll, we'll blast it out. And this episode probably won't come out for maybe a couple months, you know? So if you have more info, then let me know. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Nice. Well, Brent, was yeah. there anything else you wanted to, to, to mention before we sign off here? Um, uh, no, I think I'm good. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> well, Megan, thank you again for being an incredible guest. We'll definitely have you back. Thank you, everyone, for listening, and this has Thank been Headcanon. <laughs>